Welcome to a new episode of the Startup Diaries podcast brought to you by Bern Sheehan, a leading technology recruitment business in London and Manchester. In this episode, we have Theo Lee Houston, who's the founder and CEO of Slinger. Slinger is a job platform offering fun and fair hospitality shifts to side hustlers, students and hospitality professionals around the UK. In this episode, Theo talks us through how he's built the business through entirely utilizing his own network, already acquiring 5,000 workers and 600 businesses using the Slinger app. Theo shares his thoughts on the power of the network effect and how using this concept, he plans to build the the business recruitment tool of the future. Theo talks through his experience as a non-technical founder and how receiving the Google Black Founders Fund has impacted the vision for the business going forward. And then finally, Theo shares his experience fundraising in a downturn, building out his entire team in just one month, which is pretty crazy. And then as well as that, he talks about the time that he gives up to mentor others and why he believes it's so crucial in driving their careers. We think it's a great episode. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and the story behind Slinger? Yeah, absolutely. Um, gosh, I don't know where to start with myself. It's a, it's a long journey. Um, but in summary, um, obviously, like you said, the founder of Slinger, um, we're on a mission to make the CV redundant. Um, essentially, after working in hospitality for the last 10 years, um, really worked out that like, there's a lot of inefficiencies in the hiring process um, from sending job applications out. Uh, vetting through CVs, interviews, trial shifts, and essentially we get people straight into the job um, with like a, a work, we call it a trial shift, which is like a work date. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically you both get to try each other out and decide if you want to connect. Yeah. Um, background about me, um, I guess like very London-centric guy, born mm-hmm. and bred, which I hear we're rare. <laughs> people are like, been here for like 10, 15 years ago and I've never met a Londoner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess I've just always been like, always wanted to be an inspiring entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, but I had to go and learn the ropes and go into the real world of work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're here now and we're doing it. Yeah, awesome. Well, look, one of the cool things that I think about the business and where it where where it's got to so far has really been sort of self-utilizing your network. Some rough numbers, correct me if these are, are wrong, mm-hmm. but 5,000 workers, 600 businesses already using the app. Absolutely. How on earth did you do that? Ah, <laughs> uh, good question. Um, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Um, I probably did it the wrong way, um, in the sense of starting a business with no money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been a massive um, believer in the power of your network. And so since a kid, I've added everybody on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, as they mm-hmm. come along, knowing one day I'm going to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, due to working in hospitality for the last 10 years, I just had a really vast network there. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I started two food businesses, failed miserably doing it when I was in the, doing the cool, edgy street food world. Yeah. Um, but just meeting people on the way. And I essentially, during my long, long, long journey of hospitality, I ended up managing um, markets in London, for, um, firstly for Maltby Street, mm-hmm. and secondly for a massive company called Curb who weren't so massive when I met them. Um, and I set up a WhatsApp group because I was constantly in the storm of hospitality. Mm-hmm. And people constantly going, Theo, I need help with um, getting workers. Theo, I need help getting a job. So I was like, I'm just going to throw everybody in a WhatsApp group. Mm-hmm. And anybody ask me, put them in there, and then they can find each other for it. Mm-hmm. That started off with five people. And then maxed out the WhatsApp group, uh, which was the limit at the time of 256 within four weeks um, and my girlfriend at the time was very annoyed how 
my phone was bleeping especially when you're on holiday it's not so great yeah. um, so we moved it to Facebook and that community grew to 3,000 users mm-hmm. and then essentially people are trading every day like tra- uh, sorry exchanging shifts but um, yeah it wasn't a perfect product like you know sometimes people didn't turn up there was like you know grievance people didn't get paid correctly mm-hmm. but it was just a self-managing community essentially mm-hmm. and I was working at this awesome company called Curb, who were incubating and accelerating food businesses. So I've helped over a hundred entrepreneurs go from pop-up to restaurant level. So one of the big success stories is like Pizza Pilgrims. Okay. And they started their first day with us and you know they've become a massive franchise in the UK with like multiple sites. Um, and I saw an opportunity and started working out the the world of how to create this into an app and a platform, mm. which yeah, it's a long process and story in itself. Yeah, well, how did you go from this kind of, I guess, community app to a recruitment app? Yeah. Like, um, also, I guess, what's the vision for, for the product going forward as well? Absolutely, so I dived into the murky world of trying to find developers. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to buy a diamond. Uh, <laughs> and one big lesson I take from here is always go on a coffee break for people just yeah. if someone wants to meet you for 20 minutes no matter how busy you are try and schedule in you never know where those relationships were fruit mm-hmm. and I met a gentleman who had a similar story as me who had created a whatsapp group an app and I had met him and basically um, about a year ago and I basically messaged after going through loads of developers online and everyone promising me you're the world mm-hmm. I reached out to him Actually, tell a lie, go back a little bit. I actually had a friend who created a similar app in the events world mm-hmm. and he created, he skinned over the new version for me mm-hmm. and started developing it. And we tried to test it at first. Unfortunately, that relationship went very sour once we started talking about equity and the reality right, of yeah. the business. Yeah. And he pulled the app within seconds of that argument yeah. and that was offline. So I had to go again, fine. And that was that guy who had the coffee thing. So that's Barista on Tap. And he runs it for just baristas. Mm-hmm and then skinned it over with Slinger and basically became our dev team um, with a you know a partnership that we went out there and that allowed me to have a real app mm-hmm. now release this to the community of 3,000 people um, just to take a bit of a backstory there's two years of COVID during this yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that gave me a nice like break from work and the, the company I loved mm-hmm. I honestly loved that place but you know I, I remember going to my old CEO and going I really miss being back in the wild and you know you're working with entrepreneurs all the time and I want to be well one of the values of the company was being an entrepreneur so I probably took that to um, literal mm-hmm. and um, I actually presented to them originally about the idea for Slinger and then COVID came yeah. and it allowed me to just build this mm-hmm. first version second version of the app and um, I was at this time then trying to like find investors and people who wanted to help and support and they were all like Hospitality is never ever gonna come back. Probably like COVID's here, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like yeah. we're the most social creatures that yeah, exist. Yeah. Hospitality will come back, um, but yeah, I got that first version ready and released it um, to the community in April 2021. And this is where the government were like reducing the restrictions, COVID restrictions. Essentially, they were like, "Hey, you can eat again, but outdoors in the rain." Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. Was kind of nice to like start the business slowly. Um, and yeah, it's been a bit of a rocket ship since. The yeah. only way I can explain it is building a plane while it's taken off. 
<laughs> right, well, yeah, fair enough. That puts it into, into context for me then. So what, what do you think the experience has been like as also a solo, non-technical founder and how have you navigated sort of the yeah. early stages, really? Um, I, I, you know, some people think it's hard. I think it's great because like, there's an area I don't have to worry about. So I can yeah. always just bring someone on board and bring the experts on there. Um, you know, there's, you know, people always want to support. People always want to take on certain roles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm definitely not a technical founder, but um, I've got just great people around me who who are able to deliver that and take it mm-hmm. on. And you know, um, like my CEO currently working with me, he's like, he'd be the geek, the drummer in the background, and you can go and be the front band member and go out there like yeah. and do it. Um, so, and like, and honestly, it's been a really easy process. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You don't hear that that often, mm-hmm. but I guess the key bit is surround yourself with great people to help that. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, do it. But one of the awesome things recently is that you've got onto the Google Black Founders Fund. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk us through really what that's meant for the business and if it's impacted the vision of the company as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have to take it back a little bit before. Um, I've probably applied to over two hundred and fifty applications for investment funds and probably have received another 249 rejections um for getting into the final rounds mm-hmm. and everything like that so like it's never i don't want to get people a picture of just yeah. you apply get accepted and you go like yeah. it's been a hard journey and i've nearly given up loads of times mm-hmm. um but you have to have that self-belief and determination very classic but use the rejections to craft your business craft your how you're pitching it to people craft like I treat it like I'm a comedian and constantly practicing my pitch like what drop what lands what people are taking off um and those 249 rejections have enabled me to get a google fund yeah and and getting that it's been an absolutely life-changing experience um in all honesty firstly it's just a validation Mm -hmm. um you know, it's the first time my mum said, I'm really proud of you. And I was like, I've been doing this for two years prior. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. what difference? I'm the same guy. Uh, yeah, but Google uh, said it's good. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's the validation first. Um, all of a sudden, you know, all those emails, all those rejections, people who haven't replied back are like, hey, we should catch up. Um, we should have a talk. Like, mm-hmm. well done and so on. So I think externally, um, it does a lot, but I think it's really important to... Um, not get caught up in external stuff mm-hmm. and you know I'm the same guy still trying to hustle and, and yeah. get my business out there and the reality is like I've run accelerated businesses within food mm-hmm. and people come to you thinking oh, I've got in this is it mm-hmm. whereas I know you've got to do the work still <laughs> um, so yeah it's awesome to get to Google mm-hmm. um, it's a huge validation it's then the second part is like they're actually there like they're not just saying here it is and off you go like they're emailing us regularly checking in on us mm-hmm. um and like they're almost more excited than i am for my them <laughs> like for my business than they, like i am like it's incredible like to have that energy they're like yeah. they remind me of like i said my last company curb like everyone enjoys what they're doing there you can tell that um and they've just been really supportive in emailing us making sure we're doing the okrs and really showing the full process um and then i think thirdly open a vast network of like-minded people like you you know there's mm-hmm. 39 other black founders from around the world mm-hmm. um and the only way i can say it is like i feel like i've got a family member in all side of the world now mm-hmm. um who i can connect with um and 
kind of like it feels like therapy being around them you know like yeah. they all hear the same struggles it all means the same to every single one of us mm-hmm. um, and they're incredibly like the selection of the founders are incredibly amazing like you know like not to cre- critique any other accelerators I've been on but like just even having like a black centric um, cohort you connect way more quicker mm-hmm. um, and um, you connect way more quicker and I yeah it's just like having other people who may look like you or come from the same backgrounds as you and seeing them do even more amazing things like you know in the group there's a guy running his business but as a side hustle he's a brain surgeon and I'm like how are me and you in the same space <laughs> like it's incredible um, so everyone's like incredibly inspiring you know we're all in whatsapp groups following each other on Instagram seeing what they do mm-hmm. it's, it's I think mentally unlocks some barriers mm-hmm. that you believe you can make it to the top now yeah. Um, so yeah there's a lot of things packed in there what Google have done for sure well, what's funny is one of the first things you said was about OKRs we had uh, we interviewed uh, Lottie White who's obviously also on the same cohort from uh, Maya Master and the first thing she spoke about was OKRs as well oh, <laughs> I was yeah. just saying that's like straight away it's like you've been hammered with them it's right? so good <laughs> it's so good and like I think it just it's something that's always been on my mind before mm-hmm. um, but it's really brought it to the forefront now and having to deliver it to the team and someone like, we're too small, we don't need to. And I'm like, Google was small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's never too small to, I always say like, act like you're two steps ahead of where you want to be and act like that now. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Well look, one of the other things that you're about to do, touch wood, fingers crossed, is that you're gonna close um, your first investment round. Um, so what's that fundraising journey been like for you and particularly I guess with the market being probably trickier for raising funds at the moment yeah it's been exciting to say the least Mm -hmm. Um, so like I said my journey early started trying to reach out probably two people too early to investors in the middle of COVID and everyone was like you're not I'm sorry hospitality's not going to come back Mm -hmm. Um, so I proved them wrong first Um, and then reached back out to them when everything started opening and there's one gentleman um, called Gary Eldon, who was the CEO of S3, um, one yeah. of the biggest recruitment companies in the world. Yeah. I got introduced from him through Simon Mitchell, my old uh, boss from Curb. Mm-hmm. And he really got it straight away. Mm-hmm. And again, like mentally, you know, he's a mixed race guy from South London. So mm-hmm. who's like, you know, he's made it. Yeah. Um, and him like going, I see this. Like he really loved the idea. He's been in the, obviously, in, recruitment for over 30 years and he's seen so many tech companies try and disrupt it um, but in the white collar market it's really hard because you need the interview process you need this connection because it's high risk mm-hmm. um, where in the blue collar market you just want someone reasonably skilled right now to come and do the job yeah. at the same time as a worker you just want to go somewhere with reasonably good energy and vibes and get paid really well and treated well mm-hmm. um, and that's why these old archaic systems of CVs really don't work and he's really saw the vision of that and it's been a massive supporter um, an advisor and mentor and then an investor as well mm. um so that really helped again like mentally unlock some chains that this is something mm. um you know gary eldon believes in it mm-hmm. um and he really just started unlocking his network to me first getting my pitch right mm-hmm. um gave me some really candid advice um and told me where I was wrong every time I was pitching and really helped get my you know script together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I locked his network and started pitching to them. And then um, I, I started off zero friends in the tech world of contacts. And I think I've got over like 500 now in a space yeah. of like 18 months. And 
one of them actually was like an old competitor of my company called Feast It, Digby. I reached out to him, gave him an idea and vision. He introduced me to one of his investors mm-hmm. and got us our first ticket and lead. Yeah. Um, so that was last year, July. Mm-hmm. And that was Fuel Ventures who are backing us. And right. then it's great. We've got a lead now. Someone believes in us. Um, now we've got to go and get a rest. And you think it'd be easy, but still, sending emails, they don't... Unfortunately, applying for applications and sending emails just doesn't work. You need warm intros. Warm intros. People like to work with who they know. And yeah. so I'm always having to, like I say, work the back doors. Mm. And go, who do I know who might know yeah, someone yeah. there? Yep. And that worked. And the next journey was getting UFI and Resolution Foundation. So UFI um, set the living wage. Mm-hmm. And they loved us. We, we, we paid the living wage to all the workers. Mm-hmm. And... UFI all about training adults and getting into work, and right. which we have a Slinger Academy, yeah, yeah. and we'll That's be cool. training people because you know hospitality is um, it's a massive crisis shortage, yeah, absolutely. right, um, and the blue collar market as well, and frontline workers, and you know the government ain't going to do anything to change that after shooting ourselves in the feet with Brexit, so it's up to us and people in the industry to try and fix it. So yeah. we've got like the complete ecosystem of Slinger Academy, shift work, and full time work, yeah, um, but. That journey still, so we're like 50% of where we wanted to get to. And then actually one did come back. I won't name who they are, mm-hmm. but they reached out and was like, hey, you still fundraising? I was like, yeah. Um, and like that was through an application. Like They came six months back later to us. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they agreed after three months of the due diligence, they agreed to give us 150,000 pound, which would have got us to about 80% of our raise. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, let's just close now and take advantage of the summer. Because mm-hmm. um, that's when the numbers peak and we need the team in. I can't do another summer by myself because I'm yeah. gonna mentally go crazy. Yeah. Um, let's go. And then I explained the situation to them and they went, but you've got 20 more percent to raise. And went, we can still do that, but we just wanna get some of that money in and get the team in. And then they pulled a check. Oh. 150K, <laughs> just gone. Right. Um, and yeah, that was hurtful. That was like yeah, sliding back down again. Um, but again, a really good contact and friend called JD from Steady Pay, the founder. He's been introducing me and bringing me into his network. I told him about the situation. He got on the phone, introduced mm. me to some incredible founders and like replaced that 150K within the space of two weeks by some of the angels. Um, mm-hmm. And one of those angels is the XMD of Google, funny enough, um, <laughs> for Dan Connolly. Um, so he came on board. So it's been a bit of a, a mad journey, but to like touch on that, the last bit was Google coming in and that enabled us to close that round. So we're going through the final, final, which I hope paperwork with all the investors and yeah. lawyers and any moment in the next 48 hours, it should be signed so, and the money in the account and we can go, go, go. Yeah, but yeah. again, you know, that started off with me drawing up a list of over 250 investors, names, emails, a messy yeah. spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, finally, like I think that works out like, 0.1% came through. Fragile. <laughs> 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 and then, sorry, just to answer your question a long-winded, you're saying about downturn, like, as black founders, in the good days, you had less than 1% chance to raise. So this is on a downturn market. Um, yeah. And we've got it. And something Gary said to me the other day, he was like, I've got 10 other people I've invested in and really trying to get them off and you're the only one who's raised money. Mm-hmm. So like, be grateful. Yeah. And don't fuck it up. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Don't <laughs> There's been plenty of swearing on this podcast in the past, don't worry. Um, interesting, I've actually heard Gary speak a few times I go to a recruitment network and stuff myself okay. and he comes across really well. Like, and he's quite, quite inspiring of the journey he's been on. Absolutely. And, and he's a 
forward to he's a, he's a thought leader in the industry so you've, you've got you've landed a good good contact there oh, amazing yeah i think what would be really interesting to i'd love to dive into is a lot of your story is you kind of we all say it's like it was networking right but you, you're kind of asking the cheeky question as we would call it like can you get that intro how do you work mm-hmm. to get to that person mm-hmm. can you give any advice on that like some people it might not be in their nature maybe to, to ask for recommendations or mm-hmm. referrals but it's obviously been key to you yeah. in building this business so can you give us a bit of background on that i think um again mentally unlocking things in your head um my first business when I was doing the street food made me really realize you have to ask for help. Yeah, okay. And I think a lot of people are too proud or too scared. Um, people want to back you, even mm-hmm. your competitors. Like, mm-hmm. you ask them for help. People are like, oh, yeah, I've been there, done that. I've got the equipment. Yeah. Like, here you go, go for it. So, entrepreneurs really love helping each other. Um, so, don't keep anything to yourself. Like, don't be scared to ask for help. Yeah. Um, and just being candid and direct. Um, one thing, you know, I've been really privileged to like, I guess in the last 12 months has travel a lot for work mm. and I realized how British I am uh, <laughs> when I uh, like leave like from you know the US to Europe yeah. people are really direct yeah and it's like puts me off I'm like whoa and yeah. that's why you like such my Britishness of like sugarcoating being around the bush yeah. um, and I'm learning to just be really direct with people and mm. uh, yeah like ask for help be direct and bring people into your vision like people like people want to be part of your journey and your story yeah um so like give them a character in your narrative mm-hmm. to play a part in it yeah that's awesome thanks for that i think with the growth of the team of them correct you've been building it out uh, it feels like you've got a couple of key players in place at the moment awesome. how's that been for you adapting to having people around you that can take responsibilities off you mm-hmm. and then also how's it has it changed the culture now you started hiring people like mm-hmm. what's yeah, how's that, that period of time been? Yeah, it's testing. Um, I've gone from myself and a part-timer to now 10 people in the company mm-hmm. um, in the space of like six weeks. Okay. So um, yeah. it doesn't feel that lot. Like, but now when you like, you know, you're looking after all those people, they've all got their own needs, they've all got their ways of working. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I, I say I'm like the battery and I need to be the energy of the company. And and set the culture and let's test it. I think the first challenge is as much as I, as a worker, always wanted it, but a hybrid model of working from home and, and you know, um, in office, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some members of the team who completely work remotely because they're not in this country, right. but they're talent, they're incredibly talented people. So it's kind of like, um, what's it called? The, it's the cost of that basically. and. I was even having one of my um, teammates today so was saying they would like to work from home all week. And I was like, you literally started three weeks ago. Like, well, I don't, we don't know each other. We need to build a rapport. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's someone who a lot of people beat up the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they've got their own priorities and I love it. But someone said to me, I had an honest conversation. They were like, okay, so you love that this new generation take their, you know, mental health and their priorities and whatever first. But aren't willing to go deep into the company how do they expect the same results mm-hmm. and i said yeah that's a really good like interesting trade-off and like i don't know how that's gonna go mm-hmm. um but yeah it's like it's new and fresh um and again just learn to be candid and direct like be candid but kind mm-hmm. um with people and just really set the expectations from the beginning and you know people we've agreed a hybrid model where people get to work from home on a monday mm-hmm. get to work from home on friday 
it's not 100% have to, but expect to come in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not always in myself and I tell the team I won't be in tomorrow because I've got back-to-back meetings. Yeah. Um, to me, it's just honesty, communication, and bringing everyone into the vision. Yeah, good. One, one of the awesome things that you do in your own time as well is you spend a lot of time mentoring others. Like, on top of running a business, mm-hmm. you're taking time out to help other people. Why is that so important to you? Um, and yeah, I guess, would you recommend it to others, uh, other yeah. founders listening? Absolutely. Um, I've been mentored loads. Mm-hmm. And I, I, again, like if anyone's looking for a mentor, again, just be direct and ask. It doesn't have to be anything as formal, like having to meet every week or once a month. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I just really want to talk to you, um, bounce some ideas off you as and when. And most people would say yes. Um, it's really important. It works. It's a two-way exchange, yeah. mentor and a mentee. Like they teach me and um, constant things, and um, I get to have ears to the ground as such, and new industries, and I get to learn. And then I get to like my thing is always I've got a network, and I'll tap into it. If I don't know the answer, I'll get you someone. So yeah. I direct. I give up my Friday afternoons. Um, there's a link on all my social medias and personal things where people can book themselves in for a mentoring session. Sure. Um, I'm part of three organisations, the Princess Trust, Be Inclusive Hospitality and Mission Kitchen, who send people to me. Um, and yeah, I just think it's a really important part. Like, I won't be where I am um, without my mentors. I, I feel like I have to pay it forward mm-hmm. and I ask all of them to. Um, and they've even taken it more in the direction of like, I now only mentor people from like global majority backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, reason being, I've mentored people from backgrounds who are doing way better than me, who've got yeah. way more money than me, <laughs> and way more connected. And I was like, you don't need my help, I need your help. <laughs> uh, so, and again, like, you know, the, the chances of, um, I guess, you know, black people or non global majority people uh, or, or women, it's so much harder for them. So, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I should be in a position to try and help them more. Yeah, no, fair play to you. Fair play. I have a lot of time for that. Um, last two questions we always ask: What's the biggest challenge in your career to date? Oh, biggest challenge. I think it's like just staying focused, self belief, um, and just making sure you're executing well. Um, I always say, if you want to have a mental breakdown, start a business. Um, it's like most internally hardest thing ever um you and like first you get I now I'm just mentally remember like getting yourself like out there and telling people this is what I do mm-hmm. like the self identification yeah that's a huge thing like this is what I do yeah. um that's huge um that's a challenge but you get over that um and then i think i think just keeping energy going honestly like it requires a lot of you from all different areas mm-hmm. and um it's just important to I think, just keep that self belief. It's like it's almost arrogance the self belief, especially when you get like hundreds and hundreds of rejections. Yeah. But you've got to self check yourself as well. Like mm. um, you've got to be really able to self reflect, um, and and then be kind. Like I I'm really proud to say that like I don't have any bad relationships with anyone in the city. Mm-hmm. Like, I can never have to look over my back and like even times when things have gone sour, like yeah. things don't always go well, but just be very open and honest in that time and, and, and leave things in the good way mm-hmm. um, because you never again know how those relationships come through. Yeah. And I've had relationships where things didn't work out like business-wise or whatever, um, but left it in good terms. And then, you know, years later, you're back in the same room, same circle, something you need help from. So yeah. it's really important. I'm always amazed by people who have that energy 
level. I've got a client of mine in particular, a guy called Ben, he's the CEO of one of our businesses that we work with, and he's just so enthusiastic mm. all the time. And I always say it just not it doesn't really do my head in fact I just like, I'm jealous of people who can do that and just be I'm sure he has his moments behind the closed door where he just like pff, yeah, deflates yeah. but how people just have it mm. all the time I think like I read a great book called Lost Connections and why people right. are depressed which is really right. good like okay. you don't have to be depressed and I wasn't depressed mm-hmm. but and it's like how our brains are they treat our brains like they're chemically and they just lose something but actually no it's like it needs bridges and connections mm-hmm. before you operate mm-hmm. and like things like connections to people having um, a job you love um, and all these things that you can go through and mentally and another thing I read the other day is about life force and it's like whatever happens if you want your energy to go up, even when you're depressed, um, firstly look after your body. Mm-hmm. You know, that's your machine. Like if it's not operating well, you won't operate well. So just do something. Yeah. Um, second is again like having great connections with people, mm-hmm. and then the self like the sec- third thing on the pyramid was a relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. And and like if you can get those in, like your energy should be bloody charged. Yeah. Awesome. Well, one bit of advice then would you give to someone who's looking to start their own business tomorrow? Network, 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 network. Yeah. Your network is your net worth. Um, yeah. The late Jamal Edwards gave me that advice when I met him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's like, I haven't had an CV since I was like, no, sorry, 21 years old. Yeah. I've like, people know me for what I've known. Um, yeah. I, and again, that's another thing I think people are missing in this world is like, all you have is your word. Um, it's so important to keep to it mm-hmm. um, and, and be known for something. And, you can do that um, yeah hopefully you can make it through the noise yeah. awesome well that's a good bit of advice to finish up on Theo thanks for joining us hope you enjoyed it thank you so much for having us really appreciate it